You're listening to the Better Men Podcast. A No Deadbeat Society project. www.wearebettermen.com Views and opinions expressed on the Better Man podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. Wilderness children's lives. The most important thing that fathers need to do is to is to study what they contribute, what their dad style, their natural style contributes. So, for example, uh, to know that roughhousing is not just what moms often think it is. Usually moms look over at a dad roughhousing and feel it's just one more child they have to monitor. And the dad and the, and the mother is going, oh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm dreading the first accident that's going to come out or that, you know, that, my, that the dad is going to make the ch- children cry. In fact, roughhousing teaches children uh, the, the differentiation between when to be assertive and when to be aggressive. When children know that, they're far more likely to have friends at school um, and be engaged in social activities, which is far more likely to make them uh, connected rather than withdrawn into video games and to um, into isolating themselves or becoming depressed. Um, it also allows the father, and this is just one of ten differences between dad style and mom style, uh, and the, and it allows the father to bond with the child. And the power of bonding is that the father can then um, set boundaries and enforce boundaries, and the child doesn't feel like it wants to rebel because it has this bond with the father and wants to return to more um, roughhousing and more um, play with the father. And so it then is more incentivized to get the homework done by 8:30, so um, and get the you know the chores done and the and um, and brush the teeth so that uh, between 8.30 and 9, bedtime, uh, they can have extra time with dad. That leads the child to focusing more on doing what it needs to do in order to get what it wants, the the, the fun activities. Um, And when children have the training to focus on doing what they need to do, uh, they develop postponed gratification. Postponed gratification is the single biggest ingredient that leads to children um, being able to succeed in life. And success in life is not just success, it is also feeling good about oneself. Um, there are very few girls, for example, that are interested in going to, out with boys uh, that are failures in schools and failures in sports. Girls don't get date losers. And so when boys wa- um, want to be a winner and be able to perform and be able to succeed with the, at what whatever their goals are, um, that's what allows um, girls usually to be attracted to them. And that's what then doesn't force them into feeling that they have to resort to video porn in order to be able to get access to a large variety of attractive women without fear of rejection at a price they can afford. That makes sense. Is there psychologically a difference between mom roughhousing with a child or a boy and, and and dad? Such an important question. Um, basically, a mom can roughhouse with a child as well, and it's really important to know that. Um, uh, the, the, the moms are usually more hesitant to do it. They're usually more fearful about um, taking any risks um, that might lead to the child being hurt or crying. But moms need to know that it's okay if the child 
gets hurt and cries as long as that hurt is minimal. Um, even if the child, worst case scenario, had to go to a, um, a, an emergency room because it broke, um, say, um, a bone, um, the, the child has from not so much uh, from from that experience of making the mistake, say hitting its head on the coffee table, um, that um, teaches the child that next time to stay away from the coffee table. That that lesson is implanted at a at a time when the parents can be there to be cushions in the process of of giving the child some uh, some safety net to make a mistake without it being too big a disaster. When children don't have that. That, that work with their parents to make the, learn to make those decisions, they tend to, in order to win, uh, become too aggressive and then make too big a mistake um, when they when they get older. And so, uh, so we know that children that do not have father involvement are far more likely to go to emergency rooms than children that do have father involvement, even with all the roughhousing. Right. Therefore, also also far more likely to go to hospitals and to be um, absent for more days in school. And so there's a, uh, so, but, but dads don't know this and moms can't hear what dads don't say. So one of the things I've tried to do in the boy crisis is, is make it really clear about the 10 major differences between dad style and mom style so that, you know, that a dad can explain this in a way that allows a mom to understand that it's not just one more kid she has to monitor but this is there is really um, emotional intelligence that dads usually can't articulate to moms um, that that is going on here. When moms hear that from dad, they realize that it, that they that dads have a different style. They may disagree with that, and that's wonderful. You have what what I call checks and balance parenting. Moms have very important roles in protecting and nurturing and making sure the child's needs are empathized with and so on. Dads have an important role in both doing that and also in stretching children beyond their comfort zones so that the children can um, can can try new activities and behaviors do, do new things in school so if they if a teacher for example typically um, might uh, if, a, if your son comes home and said mrs. Myers is so mean to me she doesn't like me I want to change classes uh, mom is far more likely to be responsive to um, having the child change classes by seeing the principal and arranging for that Dad is far more likely to say something like, sweetie, you have to learn to get along with people that don't you don't like. Uh, learn that in school. It'll be helpful for you. So what is there about what Mrs. Myers, if, if I were to talk to Mrs. Myers, what would she say uh, about you that she is having problems with? And then you, that he is more likely to encourage that son to to discover what Mrs. Myers' perspective is on that and ultimately to have a conversation with Mrs. Myers and maybe, yes, change, uh, go to the principal and change um, teachers. That's not out of, out, of the, uh, out of the question. But before one does that, to learn how to um, be able to negotiate and talk with people that one disagrees with. It's interesting. You know, um, looking at our audience, who is, is predominantly single fathers, how do you or what advice would you give to a single father who, you know, understands that the, there's the necessity of this type of parenting in their child's life? And maybe they're in a situation where they're not there all the time. And, you know, if at all, um, depending on what their court orders and things like that say, but if they're uh, maybe an every other weekend father, is there still an opportunity to make sure that they're they're getting that that type of parenting into their children? Yes. First, make sure that you learn about these things and communicate it to the mom. 
work from the possibility that mom really does have the best interests of the children at heart and she just doesn't feel that these activities like uh, roughhousing, like um, you know, tough love about getting the kids to go outside of a comfort zone, she perceives those to be your neglect as opposed to you being, it being a necessary part of your involvement. If that's, if so if the mom is so vindictive that she can't see that, um, at least try to negotiate with her uh, to be able to see the children by video Skype as often as possible. Possible. Um, let her um, let her know and get friends to help uh, persuade her who who maybe are a little bit more knowledgeable that are links between you and her uh, that that can talk with her about the fact that she does want the best interests of the children and the best interests of the children does not mean the stepfather does not just mean another um, person the child's biological father is very important because when that child gets older especially the son and he looks in the mirror and he sees that um, his body language is a lot like um, his father's body language and his eyes are similar and the nose is similar and whatever bad mouthing he's heard from the mom about the dad is is really child abuse it is it is ba- it is bad mouthing that 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 boy is taking into his own psyche of maybe if my father is called narcissistic by the mother, um, oh my goodness, I'm looking in the mirror here. Maybe I'm narcissistic too. I'm just, and, 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 and mom hates me for a reason. And maybe I'm a liar and maybe I'm irresponsible because after all, I did lie to so-and-so and, and I didn't follow through on that. And, and the child begins to have a really down view of himself. And so that bad mouthing is really perhaps the single worst form of child abuse and dad needs to be able to uh, confront that bring that to court bring that to to but ideally um, bring it to the mother's uh, attention require I don't mean request I mean require to every degree that he can uh, that the father and that he and the mother be involved in a couple's communication counseling not where the the, the, the couple's counselor makes judgments about who is right and who is wrong, but where the couple's communication counselor teaches them how to hear each other's perspectives without becoming judgmental or interruptive. Um, The problem is not with children um, or money or sex. The problem is the inability to communicate about children, money, and and other things in in one's life that that is that are different. So if all of that is done and you're um, and you're and you're doing um, things like video Skype uh, calls, um, make sure that the content of those calls involve you appreciating your children for specific things, not general things, but specific things. I'm not talking about, I love you, sweetie. I'm talking about um, what did you do in school and how did you approach this and then pinpointing the things that you catch them doing right and then reversing that and ask them to pinpoint and catch you um, and something that they appreciate about you, not general things, but specific things. When you teach your child how to appreciate specifically not only what you um, do well and what and you appreciating what they do well, but what their friends and what their mother does well, uh, you are teaching the child one of the, the 
the the single biggest ingredient that keeps love surviving, which is the ability to be very specific in your appreciations about the um, about the other uh, about people in their life that they care about. Um, next is to make sure that family dinner nights, when you do have uh, family, when you do have the children, uh, to have family dinner nights. Ideally, uh, invite the mom over. Have family dinner nights that you establish the rules and, and and the procedures for, and then see if it's at all possible to invite mom into that process, so the children see that even if mom and dad do have major disagreements, that they can, for a period of time, a two-hour period of time, um, structure a family dinner night that's effective. And when it's at your home, it's more likely to be under your guidance. Um, in the Boy Crisis book, there's a, a, a very strong set of guidelines about how to conduct a family night so it does not become a family dinner nightmare. Awesome. Um and so here's my last one for you. And I know that, you know, going down the, the family court and bias, uh, bias idea can be a rabbit hole. But I was at a panel in Vancouver a couple of years ago, and it was predominantly um, pro-father lawyers. And one of the lawyers was asked, you know, what advice would you give to a man uh, who is about to enter a custody dispute? And her advice was be the father that you're aiming to be post-divorce prior to the divorce so essentially you know be a, an involved father um as much as you can before you even ever have to go through a divorce i was just wondering what your your insight or your thoughts were on that and in, in terms of you know family court is tough it's difficult it doesn't always go the, the dad's way and, and we know it in most cases it doesn't um do you have any thoughts around that and and maybe some uh, words of advice for for men that are approaching that sort of situation Yes, I completely agree with that advice uh, that, that that attorney gave. Um, and when I say be involved, um, be involved time-wise. Um, understand that children, the, the research shows very clearly that children do not benefit much from money from dad beyond once 50,000 or so, um, or maybe 60,000 Canadian is, is, is part of your family's life. Beyond that, Children benefit from time with dad, not that you know, they benefit, for, if you will, from dad's time, not dad's dime. Um, and the mother needs to know that. You need to know that. But not only be involved with the children, but be involved in a way that is constantly communicating to the mom the benefits of what you're doing, why you're doing it. So mom understands that you have reasons for everything you do that are leading to the children's best interest and that, that, she, and that she knows and that you know that it is the negotiation, the checks and balance parenting between the two of you. It is the differences that you may be thinking um, are leading to divorce being necessary. It is those differences that are necessary to be negotiated um, with the child in any given situation. And it's important to let the children see your, both of you negotiating those differences, saying, um, uh, saying, you know, I think this way, Dad thinks that way, um, and and we've we've agreed, and ideally this would be revealed to the children after the fact, uh, and but we've agreed to this because we feel like this this incorporates the best of what Mom has to offer, the best of what 
what dad has to offer. Ask the children to take the role, depending on if it's age appropriate, um, to say, what would you do if you were a dad and mom and you were faced with this situation? Allow them to be the adult for a while. Allow mom to see you asking the children to think about it from an adult's point of view. Um, and uh, and, and um, uh, give up things that will lead to more money at work to have more time with the children. Let mom see you doing that. Um, make sure that, um, that each of the, um, that, that when you make decisions like to take, take the children camping and you allow the children to go off further without you being right behind them than you otherwise would, explain to the mom what the psychological purpose of that is, that yes, maybe the children will get lost and maybe they will cry, um, but, but they will be found again and that will uh, increase their ability to have neurons connect and um, synapses connect that, that, that increases their intelligence and increases their awareness of what is what is leading to a lack of safety and what what is not leading to a lack of safety and that you want to develop that while you're there as a backstop for the children so that that there isn't a major disaster that occurs um, and you want to be able to do that when the kids are young so that they can develop those skill sets while they're young you want to make sure that the kids are involved in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts you want to make sure if you're involved with a faith-based community that the the children um, are involved in that faith-based community, but particularly from a good male pastor, um, rabbi, or a priest who is who has an assistant that is conducting a, a group, especially for boys, where boys are talking with each other about what's going on in their lives and revealing their feelings and fears, because boys who talk about their feelings and fears are far less likely to go inward and think that there's something wrong with them, but they're ashamed of themselves and, and uh, talk about it. We're living in a time period with enormous shame being directed at boys, and if boys do not have that enormous shame counterbalanced by an ability to talk with their family and, 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 and with other boys in a church setting or a Boy Scout setting or a Cub Scout setting, um, that, is, um, that can become very dangerous. And the signs of that danger are things like the boy withdrawing into video games or porn and, um, and not really connecting very easily to um, other male friends or female friends, females either both in a romantic sense or females even more ideally in a non-romantic sense. Wow. Mm -hmm.